welcome to Who Bit the Song, Season 5, Episode 31, where we watch Santa's in the Barn, Season 1, Episode 5. I'm Chris Lorenz. This is Brian. Robert Kitts. This is Santa BJ. This is the ghost of Chris Max Pass. Ooh. All right. Well, if this is the first time listening to us, we'd watch a different reality show each week, judging, critiquing, looking into all the minutiae. And Rob, what did we watch this week? Ten Santas from across the country live in a barn and compete to determine who most lives the Santa way. The would-be St. Nick's must vote out their peers, all counting down to a Christmas Eve grand finale where the last Santa standing will win $100,000 and the title of America's Best Santa. That's Santa's in the Barn on True TV. Ooh, True TV. Yes, Max? Can I ask a question about the name? Yes. Is there an apostrophe in Santa's? No. Okay. Because if there were, it'd be like, yo, FYI, Santa is in the barn. And that's kind of creepy. Not exactly, right? Like, if it was. It would be Santa's barn. It wouldn't make any sense. No, no. It could also just be like, if there were two people named Max in the barn, then you would put the apostrophe there. So uh, if, if, you, if you consider Santa a name, then like that would work, actually. In which case, actually, there should be, since Santa is a name, it actually should have an apostrophe if you're truly going Christmas spirit. I'm not sure I agree with that. Grammatically. Can we talk about grammar for five minutes? <laughs> All right. Let's talk uh, about grammar. Let's, I'll give a brief overview of what happens in this episode. Uh, so we, oh man, sorry, now I'm all distracted. So this whole show takes place in a day where in the morning they get present, they got presents to determine who picked teams. And then, so the three people picked teams of two. So now there's six people left in the competition. So they do a challenge. The first two challenges, the first challenge is some sort of, they do a laser challenge where they have to step over lasers and do like place a present and eat a cookie and write a message. Like if they were going seeking into somebody's house, like you would do as a Santa, uh, the right team one, we'll get into that. Then the second challenge was a decorating tree challenge. They literally cut down a tree dragged it across a field, found shit in the yard, and then decorated a tree. <laughs> and the one that finished first won. Uh, and then they had a an elimination dinner where everyone voted and they kicked somebody off, which there was a tie, there's a tiebreaker, a lot of minutia there. But that's the overall what happens in this episode. Uh, another note, I guess, is we watch episode five. Uh, I can tell you we've seen a lot of episode ones. We just, we wanted to jump in a little bit. So we did it. And this is where we are. Uh, I think it was a good idea. Uh, I don't know where everyone else sits on it, but I think it was fun. I don't think it was any, we didn't really miss anything by jumping. This one, it definitely worked out. Like there, there were a couple references to things we didn't understand, but mostly it worked. We've jumped in the middle before and sometimes it's gone a little off the rails, but uh, th- this was great. I think seeing this as like a standard competition show, like yeah. we could probably jump around. But like right. when you're watching like Keeping Up with the Kardashians like or like Teen Mom or like all these like intricate drama 
roll your eye shows like it's super hard to jump in at any point in time including the beginning of a season what are you talking about you just jump in and you just gotta like roll with it like everything's just gonna keep coming you gotta watch like four or five episodes and you gotta have like somebody that's watched them all with you so they can answer all your questions like that's the only way to watch those anyway back to this show uh so santa's has anyone actually dressed up as santa before I've worn a hat. Does that count? I, I have a hat sitting right next to me somewhere. I've been wearing a hat a lot this November. It's been kind of nice. But that's I think that's all I've done, too. Did you all go to, like, talk to Santa at the mall as a kid? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. I don't have a whole lot of memories of that, but I'm, I'm 100% sure that's happened. I don't I'm think sure. I did, but maybe I did and don't remember. Are there any pictures of it? Because usually you get the, fi- the picture with it. See, I don't recall any pictures of this. Do we need to call up the Kitts family? And- Do you got to dial, dial Papa Kitts into this call right now? Yeah. Dial- Mid- Midnight would- Papa Kitts would be a little too wild for us, I think. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, and and uh, se- separate question: What age did you? A did you all believe in Santa at some point? And what age did you believe in Santa till? Yes, and I have Spoiler. no clue. I have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> Don't listen to this with your kid in the car. <laughs> I would say I knew it was fake by the time I was like five, but I definitely believed the Tooth Fairy for longer. I'm going to say the same as Chris. I, I, I definitely believed at some point, and I don't remember when, I, when that changed. I have a philosophical... I just have an issue with like the whole Santa thing. I think lying to your kid is just like really odd, and this seems like a really odd thing to lie about. Just like... I, I don't get it. It's very weird. I don't like, understand why we normalize lying to our children like this. Just... This is years ago before I had a kid and there's this uh, mom was talking to my wife and she's like, her kid started lying to her. And she's like, I can't believe my kid's lying to me. How'd they learn that? And I think to myself, you lie to your kid constantly. <laughs> why is this so hard to understand? <laughs> it's uh, you know, a grand passage of when your kid starts lying to you. Yeah, but it's like when my kid starts lying to me, I'll be like, oh, they figured it out. <laughs> I won't be like, how did this happen? Right. <laughs> no, the that's real question will be like, how long has this been happening? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. It's like, oh, buddy. <laughs> Is this like first? Is this the hundredth? What's going on here? Yeah. Uh, uh, so let's get into the show a bit. So let's, should we go over the people or do you want to just get into this, the whole presence thing? I want to talk about the title because when the, I heard her watch a show called Santa's in the Barn, I thought the barn was going to be much more central to the plot. And it's, it's kind of irrelevant. And I'm It's just, a terrible name. Like who named this thing? It's really Santa's in the house. Like I, I think they should be trapped in the barn. Like I think they shouldn't be able to like get out. Like that's part of the thing that they're in the barn and they can't leave. But then how do you have the challenges? You got to figure out indoor challenges. I, uh, it's escape room. It's a the eight week escape room. Yeah, it, it's Saw Two. You're just stuck in that house. <laughs> I mean, Saw Two is like an escape room. Yeah, like that's. A, I mean, guess Saw One was also an escape room, but it was only two people. Hmm. I haven't seen them so. Instead of you know eight 
or 10 or however many people are in the show. Uh, yeah, because we don't know. We didn't watch the beginning. Assume 10. Yeah, they did mention 10. They mentioned it like four times. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Details just gloss over as you scroll on your phone. Rob, what do you think a better name for the show would have been? Oh, that's a really good question that I'm not prepared for. <laughs> is is there a reason why they had to be in the barn? Like, put them anywhere else. I think that's just or, what the house they got for the like for the show. Also, they competed for America's Next Top Santa. Like, maybe that's the name of the show, America's Next Top Santa. Like, maybe that'd be a better. Name. <laughs> that is a much better name. That this. is definitely a better name. They're definitely not allowed to do that. <laughs> <laughs> definitely not. But that's what we don't know. Who owns True TV? They could be the same network. It's not. Oh, right. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like you can also like you, uh, the show reminded me a little bit of like when we watched Canada's Worst Driver. It's like this is Canada. This is America's Best Santa. You know, you can just call it that. <laughs> that doesn't seem like a great name either. That's not a terrible name. I don't think you need a great name for this. You definitely need a great name for this. You d- There's only one season for a reason, Chris. The the, the name killed it. Uh, let's oh, get into that later. It. I think I have, I think there's more reasons for that, but, uh, <laughs> let's get into this presence business. All let's right. So like they, so at various points in the show, they show this clock that goes like Christmas morning or like whatever morning and it's present Christmas morning. Yeah. Christmas morning. It does say Christmas morning. Mm-hmm. It's Christmas every day <laughs> for every day on the show, which lasts 10 days. Uh, I named groundhog day. Eight days. <laughs> Eight days? Eight um, episodes, right? Good yep. Point. Uh, so they open presents. And the people that get candy canes are leaders. And the other people get real presents. Somebody got some sort of game thing they showed, which was too quick to really know what it was. I mean, one person didn't get a candy cane and also didn't get a real present. What did they get? A <laughs> lump <old>. of coal. <laughs> oh, I didn't. I missed that. <laughs> This I mean, technically, was... you know, maybe coal is useful. You can you can burn it for fuel or something. But in 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 Santa lore, <laughs> lump of coal is not 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 what you want. Yeah. So there were six people. Three got captains, and then one person one got coal, a game thing. One person got the little Game Boy thing. And one person got like a looked like kind of like a Bluetooth speaker or something. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was definitely a speaker. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent a speaker. It was uh like a UE. Bluetooth speaker. It's a quick advertising the show. Right. Definitely. I, mean, I don't know if that was advertising. I actually did not know what brand that thing was. So where was the close-up? Like, if this had been Survivor, there would have been a close-up on the, the logo. For mm-hmm. sure. That's true. These presents brought to you by Yui. They yeah. actually did zoom in on a Think Geek logo, which is now yeah. a dead brand. Oh, did they? I missed that. Oh, yeah. Well, there you go. Um... Yeah, so the people that let's go over some of the people here so we can kind of know. So Steve is a fireman Santa. That's his gimmick. Amber It's not his is, gimmick, he's an actual fireman. Yeah, but that's the gimmick for his show. Like he's a fireman, that's fine, but like his gimmick in the show, he's a fireman and he's a Santa. Right, right. Uh Amber is some sort of military Santa sister, and they're they're on the red team. Uh, then we've got the green team. She's Santa's sister? She's not just Santa? No. Oh, I thought she was just Santa. 
I mean, all of these people, we'll get into that, but like she's, she's considered military Santa's anyway. Uh, then we've got Carl, which is pirate Santa. He's old man, real beard, like real Santa you'd expect. They call in, it <laughs> the vintage, the vintage crew. He's part of the vintage, uh, alliance. The vintage alliance. Then we've got. No, they, they clarified they are not an alliance, but they are. Just because they don't say yeah. they are, they are. Uh, then we got Tommy the elf, where he dresses up in a bodysuit and has he's more of an elf than Santa. Uh, there are the green. They're the I mean, green. He's hundred percent an elf. Like there's no doubt. He is. <laughs> he says he's an elf. Like initially, I was looking through them. Like his Santa outfit's kind of weird, and then like it just turned out he's an elf. Uh, then we got blue team. We got Paul. Uh, he's old man. He just looks like Santa. That's his gimmick. Uh, he's part of the vintage Alliance. And then we've got Lauren, which is the Hawaiian Santa, but is also part of the vintage Alliance. And they're on the blue team. Uh, I don't know who got what present and I don't really care. So we're moving on, uh, to, the first challenge, I guess, right? So we talk about this laser challenge. So the laser challenge is a little more complicated because they have two different color lasers and each person is wearing a different colored glasses to see one laser so they can see one color laser and the other person can see the other color laser and they have to go into this like makeshift room and like cross it and, you know, eat some cookies and deliver a present and leave a message and they're timed. Why do you call it a makeshift room? Because it's, a, it's not a real room. Like it's everything a real, in the real room. <laughs> it's a real room. There's real stairs going up to it. This was like a, in a real house. <laughs> I don't know. It might've been a soundstage. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why I call it a makeshift room. You know, leave me alone. <laughs> So when, when we read the show description and I was like, oh, we should have episode five. There's a booby trapped house. I was getting like Home Alone vibes. It turned right. out this was more entrapment than, than yeah. Home Alone. There, there wasn't really anyone getting uh, paint cans in the face. Uh, but, he dips beneath uh, the lasers. What? I haven't seen yeah. entrapment. Catherine Zeta-Jones. It's kind of like Ocean's 12, which is the joke the guy makes, right? He made a lot of stupid jokes. Um, yeah, so the, uh, the first crew that goes through is Amber and Steve, which are part of the young crew and they just do a really good job here. They hit two lasers. They're done really quick. Like none of the other crews really (laughs) are close, but the best crew was the green crew. I think it was the group. It doesn't matter. Oh, it was definitely the green crew. I mean, they go through and they they try to go through this one laser, and the dude just like steps on it, and then they're like, "Oh, you hit that!" And then he steps back. Then he just keeps stepping on it, the same laser, and and like there's no intel. The other team did the same thing where they like hit laser, they just move on. This person just like hit it ten times and took this crew like 15 double the amount of time the first crew took it was 19 minutes versus and the like, first well yeah it was like 712 or 721 something like that uh and i don't remember what the the other crew is also kind of 
I don't know. The other crew was decent. Like, green was just so bad. The other two were kind of close, but, like, red was clearly the better. <laughs> the, yeah, like, the team that came second, it, in, at least in the editing, it made it seem like the elf dude was doing a great job giving the other person directions, and the other person just wasn't. Oh, yeah. The, the vintage Santa wasn't, wasn't doing his part. Right. It seemed like just like a kid, like helping a grandpa through life. <laughs> no, help, no help coming the other way. And this is why it's Ocean 68. Oh, what's that movie where the old men go on to space? Space Cowboys. Space Cowboys, yeah. Uh, there you go. Or uh, Armageddon. I was thinking Armageddon. <laughs> Not the one I was thinking about, but yes. Well, like the pitch for Space Cowboys must have been like, hey, it's Armageddon with old people. 100%. <laughs> Is that the pitch? I don't know. I can't. I can't think about that right now. Um, so then after this challenge, they like go back and have some sort of like some time to make alliances and talk, right? Like politicking. What? Politicking. They're politicking. So, like, yeah. the one thing about the show, which I find weird, is that people, like, there's no judges that kick anyone off. It's just an, a vote. It's like a survivor vote, which we don't see that often. I was definitely disappointed it was just a vote off. and There wasn't a more Santa-themed elimination process. What, what yeah, kind I of think a, because they do the two challenges... Right, like they wouldn't really be able to make an episode with like two challenges plus the elimination thing, maybe. Yeah. Well, this like the first challenge would have to be bigger, and then lead to like two people doing like an elimination challenge, right? Totally. Right. That's usually how it works. Hundred percent. Well, or are you just the second challenge like is is just individual, and whoever comes in last is eliminated. Like that's how the cooking shows do it. Yeah, that's the same thing, right? That effectively is the same thing. Yeah. But I do, I'm kind of, I really wish that they would have had, like, the tribunal here. Where, like, Survivor, when you get kicked off towards the second half of the show, you, like, at the end get to pick who wins. I mean, maybe they do. You don't know that. I mean, yeah. when you're kicking off five, like, and you're not considered part of the tribunal at that point. Maybe it's a, it's, a, it's a redemption house tribunal. They, they haven't told maybe us just, about it. Secret maybe it's secret, secret tribunal, right? Like, I don't know how the last episode is going to work. Like, it seems like because there's only eight episodes and ten people, the last episode would be, like, there's three people remaining. It's probably, and, it could be, like, the challenge where they have to just do some, like, obnoxious right. challenge at the end, and the winner wins. Loser loses. There's, I could there's, a, fire that. there's a fire challenge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'm really glad that, like, we chose this over episode eight. We were also debating playing episode eight instead of five. Yeah. Then we'd know if there was a tribunal or not, Brian. So we'd yeah, be really right. send some info. We, would know. Yeah. we gotta go I back and figure that out. I thought the episode was decent. Like it definitely gave I, I, I feel like I understand the show pretty well. I just think that the politicking gets a little bit like more interesting when you like when you have to vote these people off, but you can't be a complete dick because then I, you need them to vote for you. I get that. Like the part of the thing is like they're like trying to make a show about like the holiday spirit. This would be part about the holiday spirit because like 
they they need your you need their their votes after they're gone versus like I now feel like you, there's you some, some of that happening. Like in the in the episode, one of the things is like the one guy just has this like special idol that gives him like this compass thing that gives him some power and he just gifts it to someone else. I feel like he must be getting some level of like love that like this must be some point to it. I don't he just he didn't want the stress of having it. Is what he might just be an idiot. Okay, so like an idiotic thing. Let's say you have a decision, you have a power and you don't want the stress. You can just decide like, hey, I will not use it. Done. Right? No stress. You've you are you no longer have the compass. You don't have to give it to someone else for them to use it. Yeah, I agree. So to get let's give this a little more. So Steven, Steve the fireman guy, gives it to the elf. What's his name? Tommy. Tommy the elf. And then in the last challenge, Tommy looks at that course and is like, I'm fine with my, you know, old man and, you know, Steve and I, Amber, the young people all together. Like, what, what, what is this? I'm not sure. Was he allowed to change teams in the middle of the yeah, challenge? Yeah, they asked him. And, and would he be, have been able to choose Steve and Amber? Like, I don't know what he's allowed to do. Is, is he allowed to choose one of the captains? It seemed like he should. Just, he could switch the teams up to whatever he wanted. It seemed like he could do whatever. He's like, I'm with Steve now. Amber's with Carl and whatever. Like, you can just change up the teams. Right. Yeah, he's an idiot. Exactly. Tom, like, Tommy went home, and it's his own damn fault. So let's get into this last challenge, which was kind of interesting. So they, like, cut down a tree. They drag it across some sort of... I don't know. They set a lake. I didn't. I didn't really understand what they dragged. Bond. Ice bond. Ice bond. Which one? They had to take that tree and run it across a field. Of it's like snow, snow laden field, and then place it in a tree stand. And then they had to untangle some lights, find forty balls in a specific color in this field that are all stretched everywhere. Ornaments. Yeah. Ornaments. That's fair. Balls of color. That's what everybody calls them. <laughs> balls of color. Uh, Blue balls. <laughs> then they had they had to decorate this tree with the <laughs> blue balls and lights, and they had a topper and they had garland. Uh, but it was a competition, so trees look like ass. Yeah, but trees then, look reasonable, to be honest, for this to be a time competition. They were wrapping the lights around. I would definitely be throwing the lights on it. Maybe there's some stipulation. You don't know. Right. Must be. They must have had something like that. Uh, and surprise, surprise, the young Steve and Amber won again versus all the old men. They also have the head, the head start. Yes. So if you win the first challenge, you get the head start, which was five extra blue balls instead of, yeah, versus the regular 40. You had. Well, five, five of them are not on the ground. They're already at your station. Yeah, you need to get you only have to five thirty. You only have to find thirty-five, which isn't that much of an advantage. No, they the real advantage was it. Steve just be able to pick up the tree by himself and run it across the field while everyone else is dragging the tree. The two of them working together, <laughs> and just like manhandling the tree, cutting down the tree, like they were done cutting down. The tree. They were ahead the whole time. I don't know if you got that much of an advantage from the cutting, but like the dragging was the real was the real big. The light untangling also like and were just incredible. Like I was just watching her. I'm like, this is this is un-, like I've never seen something like this. She was just able to do it. Like you know, you see people who are strong, 
people who can just untangle crazy Christmas lights, that's that's unique. And she also, she was like, I'm really good at untangling lights. You're, I was kind of like, yeah, we'll see. And then it's like, oh, okay, well, yeah, she's really crushing this. <laughs> right, yeah. We didn't see episode one or two where we would have found out what she does for a living, uh, which might have... She's in the military. Is she in the military or just likes the military? Maybe she I bet you was. She was. I, I would imagine she was. She you made know, a reference to moving a lot, which also seems like it aligns with military. Well, well moving a lot might have been like her. Brat. Yeah. Yeah. When you're in the military, you got to untangle Christmas lights really often. You know, when you set up those Christmas parties, uh, that's what you do. Um, you got to win the war on Christmas. I overall this challenge was kind of interesting. I thought it was kind of fun. Like it was kind of lighthearted. Like no one's like cheating or it was just kind of an enjoyable challenge, even though you know who's going to win and it's pretty obvious and who is going to win at the end. But they did a decent job of trying to make it seem like the other teams could have won. Even if the other team, the second place team, was given the five ornament advantage, they would have lost. <laughs> oh yeah. Like I saw the board at the end. Like it was like they at least had fifteen left. Yeah. Oh, this is why you need to have stiff arm people. None of this nice BS. I would you know when you're finding your ornament, if I saw someone else's, I would just be kicking them as far as possible. Yup. Pushing the shit out of them right into the pond. Yeah. <laughs> Go get that. Fucking Santa. I'm sure that's also against the rules. We can't have you on any of these shows. <laughs> You're not allowed on my team with your cheating ass. You gotta have the compass then, Chris. <laughs> yeah, get off my team. So I guess I just burned the ornament into the bottom. Like, get that fucking pirate. <laughs> I think you want him on your team so he's not like punting your own stuff. <laughs> I don't want to get DQ'd, dude. I don't want this disqualification. <laughs> <laughs> Go get that treasure. Uh, so I guess this brings up a point that I have with the show is that like, so the way people get eliminated on the show is the voting, essentially. But then they have this element of all these challenge. This challenge specifically was both challenges are very physical. Like the like the younger you are, the like easier these challenges really are. Um. I guess you know, there's probably some divide there that where it wouldn't really matter that much. But anyway, being uh, being the Santa is a very physical job. Like you have to, you know, you have to be reasonably good shape. Like you, you all these kids are jumping on you. You gotta go down chimneys. You gotta eat these cookies. You gotta work. Like it just, it's a, it's a demanding job. You know, How do you I, stay in such good shape eating all those cookies though? Like it doesn't seem like a very uh, high exactly. protein diet you have to make sure that the cookies don't kill you like three years later and you can be Santa for 50 years. So you like, you have to work out in the middle of those cookies, like, you know, work oh. out for the rest of the year. That's the one night. Just murder you. you got 12 other months, 364 other days to be working out. I I mean, to be fair, like, you know, if Santa only has one night that he's eating all these cookies, I'm having more than one night in a year that I'm eating like terrible, terrible. That's fair. That's fair. But are you eating like four trillion cookies? I mean, maybe not, but like, you know. <laughs> I don't think Sandy eats four trillion cookies. I'm I don't know. No, but you're talking like average two cookies per house. Oh, who knows how many houses? 
<laughs> Lead, it's a thing. It's billions of houses. You're we'll say seven billion cookies. cookies. I think that's a good approximation. <laughs> <Lots of good. laughs> definitely not. You guys are definitely overestimating. What? Well, how many houses have how many kids? Hey, I cut it by a thousand. <laughs> I don't know if what it was. I think I think I'm I'm improving <laughs> on the situation. For sure. How many kids are there in the world and how many are like which how many houses times that many cookies? We're in the hundreds of millions, at least. I don't know for the world, but the average uh, household size is, I believe, four people per unit or something in the U.S. Also, just to be clear, like, you have to understand, like, most of the world's population doesn't do Christmas. Majority of the world's population doesn't do Christmas. Sure. I'm sure I'm sure that's changing now. Everyone has seen the Santa Claus. They know. They don't like just because you do Christmas doesn't mean you believe in Santa. You can just be like, yeah, look at these idiot Christian people believing in this fake human being. No, it's God's all real. these parents telling their kids Santa is real. No one else thinks this is real. It's real to me, Chris. It's all the fucking lying to kids is the whole problem here. Also, you they eat some free cookies. Wait, is that the whole thing? You lie to your kids that they'll bake you cookies? <laughs> the kids aren't making the cookies. No, no Brian. Make you some cookies? Brian, you, <laughs> you, you, lie you, your, cookies. you lie to your kids so they'll be nicer during December because you tell them if you're not nice, you're going to end up on the naughty list. That's you're the bribing your kids to be nicer. Yes. And it works every year. I mean, people bribe their kids all the time, right? Like, that's normal. I mean, you don't have to say Santa. You just be like, if you're naughty, you're not getting any gifts. I know, but it's easier when they don't yell at you because you're not the one to blame. <laughs> yeah, it's like, don't blame me. I don't make the rules. Santa made the rules. I like, write to Santa. Go to your room, sit in a corner, write to Santa. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. We, we should probably get back to the show. Uh, let's. Uh, so after this challenge uh, where Amber and Steve won, we have the Vintage Alliance with three uh, three of them. Vintage, not an alliance alliance. <laughs> yeah, the, sure. Uh, then we have Tommy. Tommy the elf is the only available option to get kicked off. So Tommy and the three young people, Steve and Amber, align together to vote for Carl, the pirate. And the Vintage Alliance obviously votes for Tommy because they think he's not Santa. So he can't be best Santa. So he needs to get the hell out of the show. Uh, like, Why was he even allowed to be in the show? They sh- like he needed to get out of here. So so Amber is the only one in this whole thing that seems like she's actually thinking about how to win this and and being like a reasonable smart person. And there's this great she's scene. She's a numbers where- girl. I don't know if you've heard. She's a numbers. I girl. heard she she's a numbers girl. <laughs> but there's this great uh scene where carl is explaining to her how they have to vote out tommy because he's not as santa and he's telling her no no no, he's he tries to say it's not about being a vintage santa because he tells her like she's more santa than tommy so it's okay and then then it's like but yeah but next episode then she's the least santa one and then you're gonna get rid of her and carl seems oblivious to this and but amber is not amber under knows what's up and it's like i gotta keep tommy around i gotta break up this these, these vintage Santa. so on the vintage santa thing so i'm looking at the photo of all 10 original santas that like some of them which were already eliminated there were only three santas from the start that were male caucasian with white beards 
and after five eliminations, all three of them are still there. So there's definitely they have the some, alliance. some shenanigans going on. The alliance. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, like, okay, you're going to vote out. We're here to vote out the worst Santa. You're going to vote out the one with the white, be- long white beard that dresses like Santa? Like, probably not. The guy in the Hawaiian shirt's not even dressing like Santa. Well, he is. They so like he only dressed like that in the elimination dinner. He didn't dress like that ever any time. Any time he dressed else. like that for the challenge. Oh, I missed that. Yeah, which is a smart move. Lose the heavy jacket. Yeah. Okay, so while I'm not a vintage Santa Alliance fan, if the show Santa's in the barn, like. They gotta all be playing the role of Santa. Like, what? Like tomorrow? Like, we're someone's gonna be like, "Hey, we're doing a Shakespeare play, and I'll just try to come in as Batman." Like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> like, what? What's like, as long as like, you talk DJ. like Shakespeare and you believe you're in the Shakespeare play, you like you're just 15th century <laughs> Batman in Hamlet, then that's okay. I'm imagining Batman talking <laughs> in like Shakespearean English, and it's it's pretty good. I want this to be a it thing. Just like Christian I, Bale like, could do it. Like immediately, as we were like you know ten minutes into the show, I was like, I wish Amber wins, right? Like she is clearly the only person who has a brain in this show, right? And knows like how, how like TV shows work, but like. And like, I think these vintage Santa is like, you know, like this is garbage. They're just being like, yeah, like you gotta be old white male to win. But like, Tommy, you're just not Santa. Like, I don't know what to tell you, bro. Like, you like, I like Tommy, but like when the vintage Santas are like, yeah, we want, you know, we just think a Santa should win. You're like, that that's fair. I think that that's right. <laughs> like, I can't argue with that. Like, you're in a show called Santa's in the Barn. Dude's right. not Santa. The the problem was when when Carl was explaining to Amber, he definitely slips up and says, "I just think a Santa should be a vintage Santa." He definitely slips up and says that if he just says like, "Hey, like this dude's just not fucking Santa." Like, what do you want from me here? <laughs> He's just in the wrong show. Yeah. But then they try to play it off as like, okay, it's not Santa. It's just like the person that brings the most Christmas spirit and embodies Santa. But doesn't necessarily have to dress like Santa? Like, what is this garbage? I bet they talk about it in the first episode when Tommy rolls in and they're like, "Who? What is this guy? What, why? Why is he invading our show?" And like they make a big deal about that. <laughs> I, I wish there was something like, or and maybe this is like I, I, the real best way to show this would be like if like you know in the first episode, Tommy comes in and he's like, you know, guys, like I want to be a Santa. I just don't think I have graduated to level of Santa, and I just believe I'm only good enough to be an elf. And I truly want to win this show and believe that, and you know, really get the validation that I'm good enough to be Santa. Then I'd be like, yeah, put him in. Let's go, Tommy. But, you know, and maybe that's what happened. I don't know. I didn't watch first episode. Do you think, like, maybe Santa isn't immortal and every time he dies, one of the elves is promoted to the next Santa? Right. If that was Tommy's story, it'd be lovely. Kind of like the Pope. No, Max, it's it's if Santa falls off your roof and you find him, you are the next Santa. I saw a documentary about this. Yeah. There's a couple, I think. It's called Entrapment. He dips beneath the lasers. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, so at the end, they do this dinner where they say the Santa-cratic oath. 
and they cast votes on cookies with frosting. <laughs> and uh, it's a tie. Shocker. And the tiebreaker is very stupid, where there are four Chris Holiday cookies or something christmas crackers christmas crackers Chris holiday cookies for sure because you know instead of christmas it would be just chris holiday <laughs> i don't know what about chris lorenz <laughs> holiday or christmas crackers and one of them has a red thing and the other has green the red crowns they're little like- paper crowns that you get in a christmas cracker chris okay well, we're is that get- really it? Hold on, hold on. We're you gonna- definitely get paper crowns and Christmas crackers. I can tell you from years and years of experience with this. What? Uh, What's whoever the point gets of this? The red Christmas crown gets to vote. They get their pick is the one. They get to kick that person off. So goodbye, Tommy, because Lauren got it. I think. Yeah. One of the Vintage Alliance got it, and. Uh, Rob, please explain to me what this is. The Christmas cracker? Yes. Chris so Holiday is, cookie. <laughs> it's not a cookie to start with. I know. So it's, 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 it's this it's like a cylinder with some like ribbons on it. And it's got a like a little like small firecracker thing inside. So when you pull on it, it makes a loud noise. And then inside there's always a paper crown. Like a fortune cookie kind of paper thing with like maybe it's a joke, maybe it's something on it, and some like plastic toy worth like ten cents. And you go through this phase where like you're you're nine, and this is so cool. You get this plastic toy, you put the crown on, you think it's awesome. Then you're fourteen, your parents are still doing it. You're like, I really don't want to wear the crown. Do Do I have to do this? This is terrible. And then you're 25, and you're like, yeah, sure, whatever. This is, this, I guess, this is kind of funny. Wait, your parents are still doing this? Oh, if I was, if I'm not there this year, if I was there, they'd pull out the box of crackers, we'd pass them around, and like, you can do it where you pull on both ends yourself, but it's more fun that you tote the person next to you, you each hold one end, and then you pull to 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 to. Rip it, it. It, Sometimes one person like doesn't have a good enough grip, and instead of it opening, you just rip it out of their hands, and then you gotta try again. Oh, is your sister gonna go home thrilling. and do this? I uh, I think there is, well, maybe it's not socially distanced to open the Christmas cracker. Maybe you have to do it by yourself this year, but I right, would right, say right. greater than 50% chance she's going to open a Christmas cracker this year. Oh. Do you go to exactly. the store and buy these? Like, is yeah. there like better places to get them than others? Like, I have never purchased one of these in my life. <laughs> I show up at my parents' house, and at some point, mom pulls out the box of crackers. It's... And so I don't even see the box. Sometimes they're just they show up and they're they're at your you're at they're at the, the the plate place setting whatever you call it and you're just like oh at the table there it is all right that's my cracker so uh, are you saying that you will not be doing this for your daughter? Uh, I haven't thought about it honestly. <laughs> Maybe I'll do it. <laughs> like, oh, we can get you a- get like a pop figurine like cracker like so you get better things inside of it instead of like a like ten cent toy. I don't know. I only've, I've only seen ones with Tencent toys. That, I don't know if that's the only kind there is or if there are more uh, if there are, uh, extreme ones you can get. But So your parents also put a crown on? Everyone is a crown. The parents, the aunts and uncles. <laughs> I've seen, <laughs> you know, crazy. my dearly departed grandparents had crowns on, you know, back in the day. Like, it's, the only people who don't have crowns on are the people that are aged, like, 
12 to 19. They're like, I'm, I, I, I really don't want to be part of this uh, crown situation. So your parents didn't send you a crown to wear to like do like socially distance via Zoom. I guess it's possible that I'm going to get a package uh, with a with a Christmas cracker in it, but I, I don't think I've got one yet. Okay, well, I, all right, I, that's the Christmas. That's our so, story of the show: Christmas crackers in the brown. By the way, I found some on Amazon for ten bucks. I think we should get some. <laughs> like ten bucks each? No, it's a six pack for ten. Well, it seems kind of expensive but for ten cents. I thought it's, it's already like expensive. twenty pack for ten. That's what I need. Mean. I thought I was going to get like a hundred for ten. <laughs> this is not even close. I feel like you should get a dozen for ten. That's that feel. <laughs> right. right. Well, this is Amazon, so <laughs> maybe there's right. a premium on, on, on at this time of year. It's too close. True. To oh yeah, I'll wait till after Christmas. Don't <laughs> wait, worry, we'll get it. Yeah, wait till Boxing Day. You get those on sale. No, November first. That's when you got to buy your crackers. You got to you got to get be ahead of the game. <laughs> No, you buy them after Christmas for next Buy in January, store, you know, in your storage unit, yeah. and then accidentally have them bop somehow in the summer. <laughs> All right, we got to move on. Let's talk about this, like, tiebreaker bullshit here, where it's just like, why even bother giving it to some guy? Just, like, pick. Like, pick out of a hat. Like, what does it matter? It's the same thing. Well, I think part of it is that... They let the both the people make speeches and technically like in this case it was alliance v alliance earlier episode in the show maybe you can really turn someone. I mean, th- there was no ties earlier, so. I, but it, there could have been. It's simply a matter of more drama. Great, something we can throw on TV. Great, let's do it. So- I mean, we also don't know if you can sway someone because Tommy's speech was terrible. And so if, if there was a chance for him to save himself, he definitely didn't take it. The, uh, other, speech, but. the other part is like, again, like in this case, it was Alliance v. Alliance, but like you technically don't know who voted for who. And so someone does have to publicly say they're against someone in this situation. That's fair. I think, I think you're right. Like the fact that Lauren kicked him off versus like, like the show just kicking him off. Is- now, like there is a thing where like, so What's the vintage line? So is Carl, Lauren, who's the third guy? And the other old guy, I don't know. I, I, I have it written down. Like, I think there will be a bigger target on Lauren's back than the third old guys. Paul, Carl, and Lauren. Paul, yeah. yeah. Paul's looking so, really good now. Paul's, yeah, this, is, this works out for Paul because Carl already has the target on his back, right? Lauren, now, Lauren's the asshole who kicked Tommy off. Oh, yeah. Paul would have done the same shit, but you know we don't have to talk about that. I still think they should. So they should have done the survivor way. So I'll tell you the survivor way if you don't know what it is. So if you tie, you revote again, but the two people that are gonna be kicked off don't get to vote for obvious reasons. And if it's a tie at that point, those so that would say that those four people would vote again. Then if it's still a tie, those four people would pick out of rocks. And the person that got the like odd colored rock is gone. They're the one that gets kicked out. And the two people that are voted to get out are still in the game. So it forces kind of makes trying to be a forcing function to actually get somebody out. Cause then it comes to like chance to see if you get kicked out or not. When's the last time that happens? It doesn't happen very often in survivor because no one wants that to happen, but I've seen it happen like twice. So, 
I don't think I mean, that... the, these people aren't that smart though. It would happen because like they're giving away special idols. Like it just you have to like the, the level of gameplay. Well, you're talking about chess versus checkers here. Well, the question so, is, what would Amber do? Like, if we're talking about who's going to make a, a smart streak decision, like there's only one one potential right. option there. So I think that there's a mechanic that we might be missing. I seem to remember that like after this whole exchange of the compass, that he mentioned getting on Santa's nice list. And I don't know if that's like something at the end of the game or just oh, something he, off the side. He did mention that. Maybe that was the only mention of presents that. they received. But this this is one of the things that oh. we don't know because we didn't we watched randomly watched episode five. There was something in a previous episode where Tommy gave some sort of prize to someone else, but we don't know if it's a future thing or if it was something for that episode or anything. I don't know. Yeah. So maybe it wasn't so dumb. I don't know. It's pretty dumb. All right. So we ready yeah. for questions? I feel I, like we- before going back to the vote, I just wanted to talk about we we talked about it off the pod. What was why w- was the camera when people are writing who they're voting for on the cookie <laughs> this weird paranormal activity camera when it's not any other part of the show? I think it was supposed to be a security cam footage because like they're not actually like it's supposed to be a security cam watching people do their stuff without actually there being and they're supposed to believe it's anonymous. I mean the it's the security cam capturing your secret info is kind of ruined when you look at the camera and you say this is what i'm doing right <laughs> no for sure rob it's because they're writing on the cookies in blood oh that would have been good <laughs> then it's actually spooky um <laughs> yeah let's go let's do some questions let's do it please um, let's do it let's do who's the worst human being in this episode I don't know if there's a great one, Carl. Maybe. I mean, Carl. all of all the vintage Sandas are, you know, are very holding up the patriarchy uh, kind of dead, bad people. But I don't know right. if I can single any one of them out. Yeah, but nobody's like truly evil in this show. No, I th- I don't even know if I if this deserves. This any- is getting into a different question. What about the host? Do do how do we feel about the host? He's not an asshole either. It seems like irrelevant. Okay. Crack some stupid jokes. I think we'll leave this one as a pass, but I wanted to bring it up just in case. You got to bring it up. I mean, like, has to be like if we have to choose, it's like has to be Carl. Carl's like, you know, you suck. (laughs) All right, just because you're not old white male. Well, the other dude, not Carl. Like Carl was in the chopping block. The other one was like, oh yeah, you're just not Santa. No, no, but the Carl's conversation with Amber is really oh the wrong way. Oh, it was Carl who was doing that. Okay, yeah, my bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad. Yeah, that that scene is like Carl's slightly low moment. That why yeah. PG's talking about. Right. I'm in on uh, Carl. Is this the apex downgrade or upgrade for the host? I mean, I'm gonna say the apex. I don't know if apex, right? anything else. It's but you looked up his IMDb, right? Has he been in something else? Yeah, he has. Well, then you tell us. This is it the apex? But or it not? was irrelevant in those things. I he, think. He's like a he's a character bit part in like everything. So, it's apex. Yeah, who's in your show? Apex. Um, let's see. What's the most baffling or cringeworthy moment? Um, I got one. Most baffling moment was the guy stepping on the green laser ten times. <laughs> 
The cringe-worthy moment is the Santa Craddock oath. <laughs> that was very culty. I got one for baffling. Um, so they're like getting dressed, and, like talking about their Santa costumes, and this one dude has is talking about how much he spent on the belt. Six hundred dollars on the leather alone. Two hundred dollars on the buckle. Like, what are you doing spending eight hundred dollars on belt? Okay. Don't forget about the uh, the little. I, I, I got a counterpoint, Brian. In the last twelve months, or let, let's go. In the last four years, how much have you spent on video games? Uh, probably not eight hundred. I don't know, but that's all like multiple things. But it's not like something I'm wearing like for it matter, like, right? a month. This is this guy's hobby. Like he will get as much, and and like he'll he doesn't say how long. He's probably gonna have this for a long time, right? Like. He says he makes all his hats and stuff. Like, I truly believe if this is the thing he does, this is what he spends on, right? I mean, like, that's like, we all have is those there, things. This is professional quality gear, Brian. When you're a professional, you spend the money for professional gear. You don't buy the $20 Amazon belt buckle and go down to, like, your local mall and be Santa. That's just not how it works. Okay, flip side. People spend this much money on skis and snowboards all the time. And they use it for the winter. He he got the belt. What's the difference? Hey, fair. I just thought it was way too much for a belt. It, it, to, initially, I had the same reaction. Then I'm like, wait, like I spent like that money on some hobbies, so like why can't he? It's not even his hobby; it's his job. I, that part is unclear to me. I'm not totally sure. I, I, and I don't we don't know, so we but don't I have know. to assume that like he's a dis- he he's a display Santa somewhere. Well. If he if that is his job and not just a hobby, then I have more questions because I don't then I don't think he can afford the eight hundred dollar belt. Well, I you know, that's his winter job. Right. His like part time November, December job versus like his yearly job, which is right. making Santa outfits for other Santas. The rest of the time he's a hedge fund manager. <laughs> right. What if, right? Like what if this guy's a millionaire? Like we don't know. We'd know if we watch episode one, maybe. That's true. I, I doubt they would tell you that part. And like he would get voted off pretty quickly. I feel like there would be a problem if there was a hedge fund manager in the show. He keeps on the down low. Right. Totally. Um, do we have any? I've got some, a couple minor minutia moments. Uh, they start off the first challenge with a ready, set, ho. Oh yeah! Ready, set, go! Thought that was pretty fun. Uh, there was a terrible joke that the host made when they were cutting down the trees, where he says no trees were harmed during the filming of this show, which they literally just cut down a tree. Like, obviously, you harmed that tree. What do you mean? That tree's gonna die. <laughs> that tree's dead. It's not dead also- yet. I have a question. So the tree was already in a spot because they had cut it and put it there, right? And then they were just cutting it at a higher spot. Because, like, how were those trees perfectly placed, like, next to each other if they were naturally there? Yes, you were probably right. You're probably right. Did they plan for this show years in advance? <laughs> <laughs> like, we got to plant these trees at this this far apart, and then this is going to pay off they this awesome true TV the show. They trees there, Rob. They, I, I think they just—they had the cut tree, then they just like put it there, like yeah. twenty minutes before the challenge, and then they're like, "Okay, now you the, here's a spot where you gotta cut it." 
Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, anyone else have any other minor minutiae? I mean, there's that joke about the discarding the trees, which like I still am confused about, where he says you'll get discarded faster than a tree on January 1st or me on July 4th. And I, I don't, I, what? Yeah, I looked up his IMDb. He didn't do anything on Independence Day. He wasn't in Independence Day. He wasn't in a whole lot before this show in 2015. But he was, he's been in more and more, like, increasingly more stuff since this show. Oh, then maybe it's not his apex if it's really kicking on his career. But he, this is his own show. Like, oh, yeah, him yeah. being in a bit part in Brooklyn Nine-Nine in, in episode is not nearly the same as being your own host in your own show. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's fair. But, like, outside of television, maybe not. I don't know. He was in com- the, what is that, Comedy Bang Bang show a couple episodes. Like, who knows what, maybe he's a touring comedian. I don't know. Like, that could be his apex. One uh, one other minor minutia is they they pull a page from our favorite uh, the History Channel where randomly they'll just have a Christmas fact and have to go do a quick aside where it's like you know in in seventeen forty eight the yeah. Chris the the Christmas tree tradition began in Germany and stuff and I don't know bring brought back some uh, memories of some other some good shows. I think like the fact stuff I, I like the fact stuff it just like it's. If they do it well, sometimes they just like give you obvious facts. I'm like, yeah, everyone fucking knows. Like, you just move along with your life. Did you know Christmas is on December 25th? <laughs> just stuff like that. Yeah. You know, Festivus was on December 23rd. <laughs> Which Happy Festivus for the people. Oh, yeah. Happy Festivus. Uh, so let's get some drinking rules. Let's let's do it. Um, Brian, what do you? What kind of drinking rule you got for me? Every time a bad joke is made by the host, there was a lot more than we said that I just I couldn't bring up for the minor minutia. Yes, Max. Every time you see a cookie, have some milk. Ooh. Uh, I think every time you see a new Santa outfit, you know, take a drink. VJ, you got one? I do. I was gonna, Rob, you go first. Every time someone says the word vintage take a drink <laughs> I, the reason i wanted to go last is uh, or like i thought like the obvious one was like if someone just says like ho ho in some format take a drink because they like they literally said say that like they tried to like sneak that into all sentences that, oh, that's true. a good one yep. i think you can expand it to any, also to like any christmas pun you do a lot of christmas puns oh, yeah. that could be that could be a good drinking rule uh, what do you think the production schedule of the show was? Rob, what do you think? So it's set up as if it's an episode a day. Are they trying to get like two episodes filmed in a day or, or is, it, is it one episode a day? You think you're getting this old man to do more than one episode a day? <laughs> I don't nope. think so. That's one episode a day. But eight, eight days, you know, a little over a week, you bust it out and you, you, you fly everyone home. Eight days, eight crazy nights. Why isn't there 12 episodes if it's a Christmas show? Shouldn't every Christmas show need 12 episodes? The budget just wasn't there. This is a Hanukkah show. Oh, it's a Hanukkah. Oh, yeah. Great call. I think Max just made that reference. I know, and I I just made it more obvious. Uh, I needed it more obvious. (laughs) What shows inspired the show? Who is the mommies and daddies? 
every fucking show. <laughs> every show? Uh, I mean, Survivor obviously has, like, an impact on, like, the voting year. Well, not just the voting. It's, like, challenge, chat, other challenge, vote out. Like, it has a very Survivor. Survivor, you know, right. cadence to it. It's, there's no teams in Survivor. There's no picking teams. Like the, there's no, like... I'm, sometimes, but not usually. Sometimes. I don't know if there's teams in this show every time. It seemed like there was teams. It was definitely well, implied that there's usually teams. But mm-hmm. it's possible sometimes there's not. Yeah, how yeah. does that work when there's an odd number of people? Right. The, it, it was implied, though, that the teams aren't always just duos. Yeah. They kind of seem surprised by the number of teams. Right. Yeah, I don't know what else. I'm sure there's a better analog than Survivor, but I don't know what it is off the top. I mean, Survivor's the the like ancestor of right? a lot of shows. Yeah, of a lot of shows. Like it's like it's OG, so like it just kind of ha- has to be the case. Is Jingle All the Way an inspiration for the show? Uh, that scene when they're in the barn and they're That's, all Santas. The scene most where they're all Santas. That's what I was thinking. Most certainly. And there's there's a scene with cookies. You know, it's, it's all coming together. <laughs> it's all coming together. Uh, all right. Uh, one of our final questions. Would the show be better as a Queeby? Um, I would say, yeah. Uh, I'd say no. I think that five minutes would be too short for this show. Yeah. Agreed. Definitely no. And on tour. Thought- what? I was going to say they actually thought like the show's pacing wasn't bad. No, it's very good. Right. I think this is, a, this is an obvious no, unlike last week. Right. Well, I mean, they could also just split it up like, oh, here you do your challenge. Then you that's get not a Quibi. That's not a Quibi, then. Quibi's definitely done those type of shows. I know, but that's not like <laughs> in the spirit of the question, Brian. Come on. I mean, the answer to every the answer to is this better as a Quibi is always no, right? Like that's... <laughs> <laughs> Even Queeby decided, no, you don't want it as a... As a <laughs> I don't know. The last last week's episode definitely would have been better as a Queeby. That's why we got this question. I, I missed last week's episode, so, you know, I, I, I don't know. Oh, the great Christmas light fight? Yeah. Lucky. Uh, let's get into our last and favorite question. Uh, reading ratings. So we do a stack ranking system where we do top, middle, bottom. Uh, trying to rank against other reality shows. Uh, Brian, what do you got for me? Middle of bottom. Oh my god. Like, it's such a bad like survivor ripoff. I can't even like laugh at it. Rob, what do you got for me? I, I disagree. I it it wasn't a great show, but like this is a middle third show. Like there was a lot of things that were solid about this show. Like we talked about the pacing. There was one point where they did a this is what's coming up next in the episode, which was terrible. But other than that, like it kept the pace moving pretty good. The challenges were at least reasonably interesting and kind of well thought out. It stuck to the theme pretty well. The 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 elimination part wasn't great. That really, really hurt it. But uh I you know, it wasn't it wasn't terrible. Uh I, I think it's it's definitely a, a solid middle show. Max, what do you got for me? Middle third, bottom of the middle. Um my rebuttal to it being in the bottom is like this is a bajillion times better than 12 dates of christmas uh this show is fine i will never watch another episode of it vj what do you got for me 
so just like before that so like you know like there's like the three you know top middle bottom like i like it's i haven't done as many as you guys so like i've been thinking about them as like top show i would go and watch middle show if it's on tv i'm watching it's not paining me and bottom it's paining me like it is like it is annoying right this in no way was annoying right obviously i, I would not, like i'll never watch another episode but like this in no way was annoying i thought the show like the rules were reasonable the editing was reasonable the challenges were well made i thought the challenges were definitely like i i, I thought the challenges were good enough where if this was this were the challenges on the challenge like there was like a santa themed episode and this were the challenges i'd be like yeah that sounds good um and so this will be bottom of the middle <laughs> okay <laughs> the, the, the glowing review for bottom of the middle uh so i'm going to go top third i think i like the show i like the tone i think it was fun but will you watch think, it again uh maybe He's watching the last episode to see that tribunal. <laughs> see that tribunal. I'm saying like, it's like that kind of has to be the case, right? Like you can't be like, hey, this is like. How many reality uh, shows do you think I'm watching? We watch 50 of these a year. <laughs> you think I'm watching 14, like how many? Like 14 of these? Or I can't do math in my head right now. 16. But I'm not watching that many reality shows. So like, fair, I gotta compare fair. this against those. And this was a fun show. It moved. I wasn't really bored. I thought it was fun. So like it gets a top third. There's so the much pacing, garbage we watch. That, like, the pacing is really good. I thought the pacing, like, you know, it wasn't, you're not just being like, yeah, just fucking move it along. But I wonder like if there's no Amber, like, and I guess there's no other season. So like, there's not really a concern, but if Amber wasn't there, these people would have just annoyed the shit out of me. It's possible. Yeah. I don't know. I think that just like, the tone of the show was good. I like the tone. Like so many times the tone will pull down a show. And I think this time the tone pulled the show up, but that it was just kind of a fun. Everyone was like, we're trying to work together. There was a whole lot of animosity other than like, you know, there's a little bit, but that created some tension that I think works. So top third. Chris loves like Chris, Chris holiday. Uh, all right, let's do the updates or the shout outs. So Rob, you said you had a big one. So. Uh, big one. There's there's a lot of the main shout out, then I have a couple bonus shout outs after that too. <laughs> so Massinger's done. Season four is in the books. It's done forever. <laughs> of course not. Maybe I'm done though. We'll we'll, we'll see. Um, but there's been so there were six left, and so there've been six eliminations. So I'm gonna go Whoa. through quick. Uh, popcorn was Taylor Dane, who apparently had some big hits in the '80s as a singer. And uh, Chris, you'll appreciate this. She was in the uh, Broadway uh, production of Cats. Is, oh, is Taylor Dane related true. to Claire Dane? I do not believe the the name is spelled differently, so I, okay. I don't think it's there's a relation. Then we had the the jellyfish, who was Chloe Kim, who's an Olympic gold medalist, I think, in snowboarding. So she was the best non singer in terms of how uh, how far she went. And the seahorse, which really disappointed me because I was all in on the seahorse is Jessica Simpson. And there were, there were some signs. There was a Chicken of the Sea reference. I'm like, that's got to be Jessica Simpson. And instead, it was Tori Kelly, who's got famous on YouTube and was on a season of American Idol but didn't get very far and then sent some hits. And it's like, I don't know who this is. So that 
that sequence was super disappointing. Just like, who are these randos I've never heard of? This is this is the worst. Um, then the finale, the finale picked it up much better than last year's finale. So the crocodile, there were a lot of sort of Backstreet Boy uh, references with that, and someone guessed it was uh, Nick Lachey, and I was like, oh my gosh, if Nick Lachey pops in when I thought Jessica Simpson was here, this is going to uh, be nuts. But it was Nick Carter of the Backstreet Boys, so pretty solid. Yeah, it's baked. Time he, his uh, brother once beat Shaq. <laughs> Thanks, Max. And then uh, second place went to the mushroom. And there was some, uh, I was, I was thought the mushroom was going to be some Broadway singer from Hamilton that I'd never heard of, but it was actually someone I had heard of. It was Aloe Black. Chris, do you know who Aloe Black is? No. Yeah. No. So Aloe Black is, it is like he had it. One of his clues was you've heard my songs, but you don't know my name. And he's definitely been in a few, like he was in this Avicii song. It's also Chris. Do you remember the Colin Kaepernick commercial for headphones where he's on the bus? You think I watch commercials? Yeah, well, that was a famous commercial, and Aloe Black sings the song in that commercial. So that's how I learned about Aloe Black. So I looked up, who sings that song? What is that song? Uh, but the winner of Mass Singer 4 was The Sun. And I was, again, disappointed because I was, from the very first episode, I was like, The Sun is Demi Lovato. There were some good Demi Lovato vibes. There were some good clues for that. But no, The Sun was Leanne Rhymes. And that's your, that's your Mass Singer champion. Yeah, I don't know a single person that you just mentioned. You definitely know songs from Aloe Black. Well, like, I'm sure I know songs from Aloe Black. I know, ba- I mean, I knew the Backstreet Boy guy, but like, I couldn't tell you. You put the five up there, I couldn't tell you who that was. Aloe Black, Nick Carter, I would recognize. You know, I mean, I don't know how he looks now, I guess, but. He looks kind of the same. Yeah. <laughs> so are you done I, now? I saw him. He did like New Year's Eve, like two, three years ago, right? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, you might be done? Do no. I don't know. Like, uh, season three, the ending was disappointing. And then I was like, I was intrigued by Pandemic Mass Singer and how they were going to do it. And now I, I've, I've and it, the answer was weirdly. And now I know the at. And so I'm like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm maybe I'm over it. We'll see you, how long it takes it to come back. We'll see if Emmy convinces me to, to, to watch again. But. Do you think the Mass Singer might have had the dumbest and weirdest pandemic version of a show? Well, the weird thing is they just pretended it wasn't the pandemic yeah. and they CGI'd in like reaction. Sh- well, not CGI'd in, but like they cut to reaction shots of the crowd actually being in there, even though it wasn't like that's was so strange. It's also plays into the fact that they're like they're pretending that the like crowd picks who gets eliminated and they're just picking. But so they, like- they make references to super fans at home voting on Zoom. But again, it's very unclear how that actually. That's not true. None of that is like super fans on Zoom. What about the fans right around them? This is the fucking dumbest Peru show I've ever fucking heard, and I can't believe they're just pumping these out, and you're still fucking watching it. Yeah. Well, he's not watching it right now. I mean, if 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 the sun had been Demi Lovato, I'd be like, yes, I got the winner from from episode one. I'm all in. And now Leanne Rhymes like, eh, I don't know. By the way, Chris, this is getting tons of seasons. This Christmas thing. One season. Yeah, I know. I'm not. I'm not hip. I'm not on the. I'm not on. Not with it. We'll see if the mass dancer is more your thing, Chris. Oh, I'll hold my breath. Which, if you're gonna listen to us next week, that's what we're watching. So get ready. The mass dancer premieres this Sunday on Fox. After 
blah 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 on Sunday on Monday whatever football football Sunday. So well, I got a couple of quick shout outs. Game, game of the week or whatever. A couple other quick shout outs is uh, I uh, I finished Barry or uh, the episodes that are out on Barry, which is like not a recent show at all. And Barry <laughs> is a, a real good show. So I don't I'm not really good going to it because, you know, it's been out for a while, but I, I like Barry a lot. Thumbs up. And uh, I've also watched four of the eight episodes of Ratchet on Netflix. And that show is freaking bonkers and just an insane show. And I, I, I don't really know what I'm watching. So. Well, get back to us when you do. Yeah. Uh, Brian, do you have a shout out this week? Nope. Uh, Max, shout out this week? Yeah. Uh, on VJ's recommendation, I watched The Flight Attendant. I don't think it was a good show, but I do think it was a fun show. Um, so, yeah, you know, you want to waste some time and go on a fun murder romp? Watch The Flight Attendant. Did you finish the whole thing? Yeah. Uh, I also just finished uh, Mandalorian season one today. I'm shocked that you know five movies later Disney figured out how to make Star Wars. I feel like Rogue One was really good, and the other four movies were not. But that I mean that's fine. Yeah. Uh, VJ, what do you got? I don't think I want. I've just been watching the MCU. Ant Man is really good. People should watch it again. That's all I got. Uh, so my shout outs this week. Uh, the Expanse is back on Amazon Prime. Uh, season three is real good. Finished, I'm watched three episodes. Uh, highly recommended. And uh, Tenant is finally available to not risk your life to go see. So I watched Tenant and it was it was good. I mean it, it don't I think it's probably bottom tier Nolan, but like it was real fun. It's kind of confusing, so pay attention. But uh uh, I recommend it. All right. Well, that's it for us this week. You can find us on Twitter at HooperThisOn. You can find us on Facebook.com slash HooperThisOn. Can you ask questions and suggestions at HooperThisOn at gmail.com. And we'll see you guys next time. Alfonso does host uh, America's Funniest Home Videos, right? That's what it's called. That's not the most, that's not the guy in this show, though. Oh. How many times has he done the dance? I don't know. Oh, this is uh, the guy from Fresh Prince. Yeah. Yeah, Alfonso. I don't know the actor's name, dude. I barely know the character's name. Carlton. It just. It just clicked in my head when I heard Alfonso this time. Like, I didn't recognize it the first time. It took till you said the dance thing until I realized. Right.